changes in my mentality that will be evident in my reality. I'm adjusting my attitude. That means I'm making change in my mentality that will be evident in my reality. In other words, I'm changing the way I think so it can change the way I live. An attitude adjustment is changing the way I think so I can change the way I live. And guess what I discovered, y'all? The only thing, the only thing you could ever change is your attitude. Tell me something else you think you could change. You can't change you. Hmm? Come on. How many times you said you're going to stop doing stuff and you still do it? The only thing you can change is your attitude. Matter of fact, the difference, Brother Frank, between a good day and a bad day is your attitude. Oh, I had a bad day. Well, what was your attitude like today? Because people are going to be people. Amen. People are going to make you mad. They're going to frustrate you and aggravate you. And you've got to make up your mind. Listen, I'm adjusting my attitude. You ever, you, you ever notice like in your car? And I got to tell them kids they get in my car. Don't fool with my radio. Come on. Don't touch the radio now. You got the volume just right. See, because you've adjusted it. Watch this. Reverend, that means you put it where you want it. That's pleasing to you. And so when it comes to the scripture, the word of God, we've got to take it and make adjustments in our thinking where it benefits us. Like I told you before, there's some people in your life, uh, whether you recognize it or not, they ought to be glad that you saved. They ought to be glad that you know the law because now watch this even even in saying that there are times we slip up and say and do things we shouldn't do. But thank God it's not as bad as it could be. Amen. Come on now. Come on. Don't leave me out there. You are grateful to God that you have him in your life because even though you go off, you don't go off as bad as you used to. Now you ain't stopped. Don't get too happy. You ain't stopped. You just slow down Hmm? instead of five cuss words a day. Sister Kim, it's two. So that's progress. Oh, come on. That's progress. And you got to celebrate your progress. Watch this. Because progress means you got movement. Come on. You got some activity going on. So, again, attitude adjustment means I'm making a change in my mentality, meaning my thinking, that will be evident in my reality. That means my living. And we say it all the time. If you change the way you think, you change the way you live. All right. And so tonight I want to share with you from an Old Testament passage as recorded by Moses. It's called the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus literally means to exit the book of Exodus. Now, Deacon Boykin, I don't know what you did, but that's beautiful. The sound is just beautiful. Crisp. Crisp. Good job. Good job. The book of Exodus. Exodus. You got it? Now, if you're still looking for Exodus, we got some private sessions in the back. Yeah, all right. Genesis, then Exodus, all right? Now, Lady Clark, this is my desire. This is my desire tonight for us as we make these attitude adjustments. It's my desire after tonight, and Lord willing, uh, as long as this takes, after tonight and maybe after next Wednesday, I want to see my prayers that these three things be accomplished in your life. Write this down. These three things is very important. And I'm learning now to take my time because I know I can give you too much because I know it all don't mean you have to get it all. And I don't mean know it all like I'm a know it all, but because I've taken it all in. Amen. Come on. Some people you got a spoon feed. Oh, come on. You remember feeding the baby. You got to put a little bit in your mouth and cool it down, then give it to them. And then some of them just give a plate and say, go at it. And you got to tell them to slow down before they choke. So I'm going to get everybody on the same page. Here's the three things. If you're ready for them, say amen. After tonight or after this series, these three things I pray to see happen in your life. You ready? One, that you see God different. 
Mama, that you see God different than how you see him now. After this series, I want you to see God differently than you see him now. Because right now, Brother Frank, you see him in a limited view. Watch this now. Stay with me. I'm going to help you. That you see God differently. Number two, that you see your situation differently. Watch this. Because if I see God differently, that helps me to see things differently. Come on, that helps you to see people differently. Watch this. As Bishop said to us, because we've got to understand, even people we don't like, God loves. Oh, boy. Just because you don't like them, that don't mean God don't love them. Amen? Because he died for them, too. So it is my prayer that we see God differently. Number two, that we see the situation differently in whatever situation you're facing. And then number three, that you see yourself, that you see yourself in the situation differently. Did you get it? That I see God differently. That I see my situation differently. But then I see myself in the situation differently. Because if I see myself in the situation differently, it's only a result of me seeing God differently and the situation differently. You know how we say the glass half empty, half full? That's just a matter of how you see it. Amen? Malcolm, you know people now, that's all they see is negative. Just negative, negative. Their day is never good. If you say something good, they got something bad to say. All right, so that's my desire. Now, let's go to Exodus chapter 4. That's my desire, that after hearing this series of messages, you will see God differently. Number two, you will see what? The situation differently. Number three, you will see what? Amen. That's good. That's good. See God differently. See the situation differently. See God in the situation differently. Exodus chapter 14. Now I know some of you are thinking right now, oh, I know that. Yeah, well, good. Constant reviews the students glue. Thank you, Bishop. Constant reviews the students glue. And you know what I discovered? Reverend Ridley, I discovered that sometimes you can get so familiar with a passage that you miss his power. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That's a whole lot, that saying. Don't just run through that. And I promise you, take your time and read it. It will reveal more things to you. Amen? All right. So Exodus chapter 14, we'll start at verse 1. But before I start the reading, I really need to set this up so you can um, take this journey with me to appreciate uh, all that's in it. It's been 400 years the Israelites have been in bondage to the Egyptians. Four hundred years and after hearing now uh, God's going to deliver us now imagine this sister Felicia 400 years and generation after generation I think that's what about 40 decades generation after generation God's going to deliver us God's going to deliver us now imagine hearing that Mr. Thomas let's say maybe three years all right I believe it 10 years okay things starting the way he at 20 years 400 years and all that God, it hasn't happened. So I'm sure by the time the 400 year come, they forgot all about that. Amen, somebody. Yeah, 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 he coming. You know how people tell you stuff and you never see him do it. Yeah, 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 he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. 400 years and God has not yet delivered them. Children growing up, becoming parents, having children, grandchildren, they're dying, the next generation coming up. And for 400 years, this has been going on. But then God raises up Moses, and Moses is used to deliver them out of bondage. Moses comes, and they're excited now. Watch this as we get to chapter 14, because now we're finally leaving this place. Our deliverer has come. We are excited. We don't, and all, the only thing we know is he's taking us out of this to something better. 
stay with me now, they're excited. 400 years, great, 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 great grandchildren are now living with parents and parents and parents wanted to see happen, they're now experiencing it, all right? And so watch what happens now. And so here it is, God is bringing them through Pharaoh's bondage and abuse. Now they're going to freedom and liberty, watch this. And then God does something, Mama Glory, that really seems cold-blooded. I mean Rick James cold-blooded. <laughs> Gotta loosen you up, yeah. No, I mean cold-blooded. I mean just, just, let's just look at it on the surface. It seems like, now God, that's cold. God, that's really inconsiderate. Stay with me, watch it, now watch what happens. Here it is, uh, Exodus chapter 14. Verse number one. Now remember, they're headed, they're excited, they don't know what's going to happen, but they know, watch this. Oh, okay, I'm going to make you get it right now. Uh, I'm leaving a bad thing that's been terrible, and the fact that I'm coming out, I'm just excited that I'm coming out something bad. Oh, boy, I wish I had a witness. I've been, I've been broke for so long, now that I'm finally going to get a little bit of money, I'm excited. I've been in an abusive relationship for so long. Now he gone. I'm gone. She gone. It's over. I ain't got to deal with him no more. I'm excited just about that. And so now they're en route. Moses comes, deliver them. They're en route. They're taking all this stuff and they're going. Watch what happens. Verse number one. I didn't set the stage for you. With me? They're marching. They're excited. We're on. We're going to the promised land. We're getting out of here. Oh, bye, Pharaoh. We're done with him. Verse 1, now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, speak to the children of Israel that they turn and camp before Pahithra, between Migdal and the sea, opposite Belsavon. You shall camp before it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. You didn't get it. Freedom, hallelujah. We free, we ain't got to deal with Pharaoh no more. But now God tells Moses, bring them to this place where they're in a tight position. Bring them in a place that seems like there's no way out. Why would you bring me from all that bondage and treatment and family members dying to a place where it seems I can't get out? Now, you got to understand this. You see, we jump on the children of Israel. We got to understand some things about them. Where they are is not because they did something wrong. They're in a tight place where they can't go left, can't go right, can't go back. All they got is the Red Sea in front of them. And they are there, Tunisia, because they didn't even do nothing wrong. Now, it's bad to be somewhere that you brought it on yourself. You ain't got no money because you spent it all. That's understandable. But when you've been doing right and you're still struggling to pay bills, God, what are you doing? Okay, I'm going to keep, I, I want somebody to get this. You've been doing your best to, to take care of your body and take care, and you still got a bad situation. You still got a bad doctor's report. You've been doing your best on the job and you still don't get the promotion. And the person that gets it don't like you and has a nasty attitude. God, what are you doing? Watch this now, because he's got them in a place, and they didn't do nothing wrong. And the only reason they ended up here is because this is what Moses told them that God said. 
Now, you got to remember, they don't have no idea what's going on. They don't know this, this God. All they know is that God is going to send them a deliverer. All they've been hearing about, they've been waiting on. And see, we, 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 we take that for granted. See, right now, we already know how the story ends. But they don't know. They don't know this God. They heard about him, that God's going to send Moses. Remember, all this time, they've been serving Egyptians, all these different gods, moon gods, sun gods. So who is this God Moses talking about that's going to deliver us? We got to have a little confidence in Moses because he did bring us from that bondage. But why would this God, Moses, that you said going to get us free, got us in this tight place we've never been before? Come on, you remember how the argument goes. After they get to the Red Sea, they complain about, you should you have just left us there to die. Why you brought us out here? Because they don't know this God. They don't know him, but they have heard of him. And so now they're in a tight position. Here's the question on the floor. Have you ever been in a situation, not because you did nothing wrong, but only because you did what God said? Have you ever done what God said and you're like, oh, man, I could have just kept doing what I was doing? Because the truth be told, being saved does not exempt you from trouble. Right. And, you know, you got false people saying that now preaching. Oh, once you become the uh, child of God, you'll be free. No, no, no. It's actually like you really get into battle then. You with me? The Lord is saying to somebody here tonight. I don't know who you are, but God knows. God is saying to somebody here tonight, listen to me carefully, and this scares me. I was telling Lady Clark when we were talking about something that brought it to mind. Watch this. Could it be that God has you right where he wants you? Wait a minute. I'm in a tight position. I can't go left. I can't go right. I can't say, you know what? I'm just going. I can't go back. And what's in front of me seems insurmountable. Bishop, what do you mean I'm right where God wants me to be? I'm telling you, and I'll show it to you. You are right where God wants you to be. God has you there for two reasons. God has you where you are right now today. If it's a tight spot for you, and let me say this, those who are living high on the hog, as they say, you're not in a tight place. Things are going good. Keep living. I'm not trying to bring you no bad news. That's reality. Come on. Life is like a roller coaster. You're up, you're down, but you stay on the ride. Amen, somebody. Up, down, turn, somersault, flipping, all that. Stay. What do they tell you when they put you on, when they put you in, on, on the on uh, seat in the roller coaster? Keep your hands. Yeah. And they strap you in good because you're going for a ride. And so the word of God for us tonight is that belt keeps us strapped in. Keep the belt locked. I don't care how high you raise your hand. Keep the belt locked, right? Watch what happens because what God is about to show you, I promise you, you've never seen it before. I'm telling you what I know. Listen, in my personal life, and some of you know this, I'm in a situation I ain't got no control over. What do you do when you somewhere and you didn't do nothing to get there? Because if you don't know the Lord, you say, that's unfair. God, mm -mm -mm -mm. watch him work. You are where you are for two reasons. And I pray that after I tell you these two reasons, these three things would happen. You will see God differently. You will see the situation and you will see yourself in the situation differently. Here we go. Verse four. 
Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them. And I will gain honor or glory over Pharaoh and over all this army. That the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. Now, wait a minute. God, you're going to bring me to a place where it looks like I'm trapped, where there's nothing I can do. God said, yep. That's for somebody tonight. You, you, yep, you don't know how you're going to handle it. You're right where I want you to be. God, you mean to tell me I'm somewhere and I got enemies chasing me and I'm stuck and I can't even see? It doesn't even look at there's light at the end of the tunnel. The tunnel seems to be getting darker. Watch this. Ooh, Jesus. If you've ever been there before or if you're there right now, listen to me good. I'm telling you because I'm living proof. That's the best place to be. Watch me now. When you're in a tight place and you can't see your way out and you didn't do nothing wrong, because I want you to feel that, because when you do something wrong, you can understand it. What do you do? Know this. Settle this in your spirit. You're right where God wants you to be. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're in the best place you can possibly be. Now, let me say this to you. The best place is not the place you want to be. It's the best place you could be. Amen? Amen? Oh, boy. Okay. I saw the way Mama Gloria is looking at me, so let me answer this for her because I know you all are thinking it. Really? Does that really seem like the right place? Yes, it is. Watch me, Ed. It's the best place because this place where God has you, where you can't see your way out of, the only way to make it through is trust him. Ooh, Jesus. The only way you're going to get through this is trust him. And I got to put you in a situation where nobody else can get you out but me because now you got to depend on me. Who am I talking to? And God says, you right where I want you to be. Your network ain't working. Your hookups is hanging up. You right where I want you to be. You ever had that happen? People you knew would come through ain't coming through. They ain't even answering their phone. You got an attitude with them. You see them and you're going off. And then you discover you're going off on them. But they got problems bigger than yours. Right. Ooh, don't tell me what God won't do. God will make it so tight. Watch this. It may be tight, but it'll be right. Because of what he's trying to bring out of you. So God puts us in those tight places. And the only way you're going to survive, my brother, my sister, is if you trust him. You're in a situation you ain't got no control. God says you got to trust me in this. And you're going to stay there until you learn to trust me. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Reverend, you're not getting out till you trust me in it. Now, that seems unfair. Huh? Come on, God, you know how hard this is for me. You know how hard I'm trying, how these kids got to go back to school. God, what are you? I'm not getting you out until you learn to trust me. I got to make it so bad. Whoo, Jesus. So you can see how good I am. And you can't see how good I am till it's real bad for you. Ooh. So he's got them camped in this place. Could you imagine, y'all see? And we got to remember, they don't know, although we know how it's gone. They don't know how the story gone. They don't know nothing about God. They're looking at Moses. That's why they're complaining. Got attitude. Moses, we here. You brought us left. You left us from here. You brought us out of there to bring us here. Let me ask you a question. Is it just me or have you ever felt like this? You've done what God said, whether it be give the tithe, whether it, is, whether it be tell somebody about him, whether it be to come to church consistently, read your Bible on a regular basis, pray all the time, pray for people, be kind, and things still seem like they're not working. 
Do you sometimes wonder, God, are you playing tricks on me? Come on, God, something wrong. I don't know about your relationship with God, but I say, come on, God, what's up with this? Come on, God, you got to help me out. Here's the good news. I'm so glad when God allows us or puts us in a tight position, he never leaves us there without telling us why. Amen. Amen? So watch this now. There will be a situation in your life, and I'm telling you because I've lived it. There will be situations in your life, my brother, my sister, that your intellect can impact your issue. Don't matter how smart you are, you ain't getting out of this on smart. You're not even getting out of this because you're praying. You're not even getting out of this because you read your Bible and do all other stuff right. You are right where I want you to be because I got to show you something you will never see before if you've never been in this spot. And he's got all these people and they're all looking at Moses. And Moses is just following simple instructions. Here it is, verse 4. Let's read verse 4 again. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them. Exodus chapter 14. And I will gain honor or glory over Pharaoh and over all his army that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. He puts you in a situation. Oh, God, feel this, Tanisha. He puts you in a situation that you can't do nothing about so you can see his glory. I'm putting you somewhere you don't like, it's uncomfortable, you're mad, you're frustrated, because I want you to see my glory. Remember, they don't know God like that. And I'm talking to some of y'all tonight, and you've never seen God like you're going to see him. You, you've never seen him. See, you, the Lord is my shepherd, all that stuff, fine. But listen, you can't praise your way out of this. You've ever come to church and you're dealing with something, and you hear the word, and the word got you excited, and soon as you leave, you got to go back and deal with that issue? You can't praise your way out of this. Come on, you know what I'm talking about, praise your way out of You ever left church and you got excited and your song came on and you're coming to church and you got your song on, the little gospel song you like, because you know on Sunday that's the, the day most of us only just focus on that gospel. You know, you got to, come on. You rap, hip-hop, R&B, and all that blues, all that, all week, but come Sunday, I will bless the Lord now. <laughs> But your emotions will not get you. And see, I don't want us to be an emotional people. Your emotions are not going to get you out of this. I don't care how bad the situation is. You can't praise your way out of this. You, you know, you can't, you can't leave after uh, you heard the word and it convicted you and you're troubling. You say, I had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. Huh? No, 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 no. I won't complain. That's good. But you still got to deal with it. And God says, I got you where I got you because I want you to see my glory. He puts you in that situation that you and I can do nothing about because it's in that situation he's going to get the glory. Ooh, okay, watch this, Lady Clark. This messed me up. Come out of Egypt. Moses is leading them. Now they're between a rock and a hard place. Only thing in front of them is the Red Sea. They can't go back. God says, I got you where I got you, and I don't know who you are, but you're in a tight place. And God says, I got you where I got you because I'm going to show you my glory. Why does God show me your glory? Watch this now, because he's got two, people, two groups of people he's dealing with, Pharaoh, the enemy, and the Israelites. Ooh. <laughs> and he's got to show both of them the same thing. 
come on, y'all. He's got to show Pharaoh, I'm the shot caller here, partner. I got to show the Israelites, I got this. And so I got to get everybody, oh, Jesus. And some of you dealing with stuff, and you got stuff stacked against you, and you wonder why this happened. God said, I got both of them right where I want them, because I'm going to show you who I am. I'm going to show you something about me you never saw before. And I can't show it to you until I get you in a tight place. Because God only gets glory. Hear me good. God only gets glory when you don't have no strength. God only gets the glory when you ain't got no power. You don't know what you're going to do. You're going crazy. God says at that point, I'm going to get the glory. And I got to put you in that position because I'm going to show you me like you never saw me before. Who am I talking to? And you dealing with something right now. You say, I need God to do this. I don't know how I'm going to make it if God don't do it. Come on, who am I talking to? Watch it. Remember, it's been 400 years. All they did is heard about him. Because the understanding of God, watch this. Ooh, God. All they knew up until this Red Sea experience is what they heard about God. All they knew up to this point is what people told them. God says, I got you where I got you because after you come through this, you're going to have your own story. You ain't going to need nobody to tell you that the Lord is my shepherd. Now you can say, I know the Lord is my shepherd. See how you hear people say, he's a, a way maker, he's a bridge over. When you know he is, that, that impacts your life differently. See, you ain't going to just sit there and say, uh-huh, yeah, that's right. No, when you know he's a way maker, you can shout on that. When you know he's a bridge over troubled water, you can shout on that. When you've been in the hospital and nobody but God got you out, you can shout on that. When you didn't have no money and God made sure you got food to eat and a place to stay, you can shout on that. But it's not going to be trace fate, it's going to be tried fate. Because trace fate is what I've been told. Tried fate is what I know. And I'm telling you tonight, God's got you where he's got you because he's going to get the glory out of this. When, when, when? Don't worry about how long, just wait. Because God didn't bring you out of what he brought you out of to leave you in this. This ain't the first time you had trouble. This ain't the first time you had financial issues. This ain't the first time you had relationship issues. God says, I'm the same God. And we have the tendency to forget what he did before. So now he's got to flow a different way. Reverend, do you know the Red Sea experience is the biggest miracle that happens in the entire Old Testament? Nothing else comes compared to the Red Sea. And in Exodus, only the second book of the Bible in the Old Testament, they're about to have an experience that they will never forget. Don't fight the process, my brother, my sister. God is taking you through something so you can have your own testimony. So you can say with faith and confidence, I know the Lord will make a way. See, right now you're just talking, but when you know that, you ain't shaken by trouble. You ain't tripping over what people say. When you know that God is a way maker, you ain't going to do nothing but wait. And for some of us, we have not gotten there. God says, I'm going to get the glory out of this. God is, God is going to do it because he wants the glory. Look at you and say, neighbor, God wants the glory. I'm only here because God wants to show me his glory. 
I'll preach it to me. I'll preach it to me. Listen. Johnny, you not going to know me like you going to know me after I bring you through what I'm going to bring you through. Now you put your name in there. You ain't going to know. You don't know me like you going to know me. Come on, look at your name and say, you, not, you don't know him like you're going to know him. Israel is his people. They don't know God like that. So he says, guess what? I'm going to show you. Now watch how he does it, Sister Felicia. He's going to show them the first glimpse of who he is in a major way. Ooh, God. God, why are you doing it in such a major way? Okay, I'm about to stop now because I'm going to shout myself. God, why are you going to let the first thing you show this nation that's been under 400 years of oppression, a miracle so huge, the first thing you show them? Why? Here it is. Because when I bring them where I'm bringing them to, ooh, Jesus, they got giants they got to fight after they cross this Red Sea. They got battles they got to fight after they cross this Red Sea. They got walls of Jericho got to come down. What are you saying, Bishop Claw? I'm saying God's going to blow your mind because you got more fighting to do, more work to do, and I'm going to blow your mind this time so you know who you got with you. God, Jesus. I got to show you who you rolling with. Oh, boy. Okay. Ah, I got to do it big so you won't have no question when you face your next problem. And here's the challenge, Mr. Thomas. We forget how God got us out that last big one. So now I'm going to make an even bigger one. Ooh, Jesus. I got to make a bigger situation because you didn't believe me then. You don't know me like you need to know me. So I'm going to let you lose the house because you was in an apartment. I got something bigger. I'm going to let the car break down because I'm going to give you something that's going to be cheaper as a note. Oh, God. God wants his glory to be seen, and he's going to do it in a major way because he wants them to know after we get through this Red Sea, you'll know from now on, Brother Jason, you ain't traveling with no weakling. You ain't got no weak God. Now, watch this now. When you get through this Red Sea, you still ain't in the promised land yet. You got to go through the wilderness. And when you're wandering in that wilderness, just remember what I already showed you. The problem is we got memory lapse. We forget what God has already done. And the first little sign of trouble, oh, Lord, what I'm going to do? God said, do what you did last time. Remember what I did. Remember who I am. Remember what I can do. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you must have forgot. That's what it is you forgot. He says, and I want you to know, when you got to do battle, to remember, it's in the book of Numbers. They got to send out the spies, and it's not into the book of Joshua. They got the walls of Jericho. All that stuff comes after. Whoo, Jesus. That comes after the Red Sea. So if you can believe me for the Red Sea, that ain't nothing else you need to see. Oh, God. I need you to know, when you come through this, this is who you're rolling with. Okay, let me make it clear. I remember the first time I went to, uh, and I'm done. I'm done. That's it. I ain't going to push the issue. We'll pick up here next Wednesday. I remember uh, when I went to the palace, when, you know, Bishop, first, we first got the palace, and uh, he was saying, uh, big brother, come on, man. Come see. I want you to check it out and see how things look. I want you to tell me what you think. And so I go over there, and I'm like, ooh, I'm thinking about the neighborhood. I'm like, oh, man. 
pad myself, make sure I got everything in place, right? He said, yeah, a little rough, huh? I said, yeah. He said, that's, that's what the Lord called me to the hood. I said, bless you. <laughs> no, really, and, 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 and not to be comical, but the fact of the matter is everybody got a different calling. Right. Amen. Some people bloom where we can't even make it through. Watch this. So go there and I said, uh, he said, we're going to park around the back. I said, hey, who over there in the back? So <laughs> we park in the back, and I see all these people. Nope, I'm not going to say names. I'm not going to do voices because I get in trouble when I do that. So we see all these other people around us, and uh, I said, Doc, you, you going to just walk around the block? He said, no, yeah, hold on. So he called one of the brothers that's uh, security. And one of the brothers said, yeah, come on, we'll walk. And so we're walking through this area, me, Bishop, and this brother. And so I'm looking at the brother. I'm like, man, he ain't no security. <laughs> you know, when you think of security, you look at, you know, Brother Jason, you know, really, you look at Brother Thomas, you looking like, I'm looking at this dude, I'm saying, hey. I'm saying, <laughs> I said, little brother, let's not go all the way around the block. Let's just, he said, no, man, I want you to take it all in. I'm like, oh, Lord, Jesus. <laughs> He said, we're all right. I said, we're all right. And I'm thinking about who we got with us, right? <laughs> and so I looked at him. I said, man. <laughs> I said, say, man, <laughs> watch out for my little brother. He said, oh, I got him. <laughs> you missed it. He said, oh, I got him. Uh-huh. See when he did that? I said, let's go. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I'm about to shout you. You ready? Because the situation didn't change. Now I'm able to handle the situation better because who I know with me. And God says, I'm going to blow your mind so big that I ain't got to change the situation. I just need you to know who you're rolling with. So David says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I ain't afraid, I ain't tripping because thou art with me. God's got you where he's got you and he's going to be with you in it. So why are you tripping? Mm-hmm. Why are you tripping? You're tripping because you forgot your Red Sea experience. Come on, think about that big thing that God brought you through. Guess what? He the same God. Your problem changed, but he ain't changed. And he, listen, nothing breaks God's heart more than we doubt his ability to keep us. When you doubt his ability to keep you, that breaks his heart. I'm done. Why do you think in the Old Testament, after the Red Sea, every time something happens in the Old Testament, God always say, I am the Lord thy God who brought you out of. Oh, Jesus. Because I want, you to, I want you to remember what I did so it help you to see what I can do. Because if you remember what God can do, then you won't be done. I'm done. All right. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's, any questions? Any questions?